Welcome to episode 35 of the WASB Connection Podcast. It's getting more and more difficult to find and keep referees for youth sports. And without refs, kids can't play. Wisconsin is hardly alone in grappling with this nationwide problem, but our state is also taking steps to fix it. Today, we talk to two women who are at the center of the state's effort to recruit and retain these officials. One of them, Kate Peterson Abiad, is Assistant Director of the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association, or WIAA. We have been seeing and experiencing across the nation, I guess I would just say a dwindling number of officials who've been registering to officiate our high school athletics. It's not just a Wisconsin problem, it's a nationwide problem. And so there's been a lot of heads that have come together to try to, you know, sort of attack this issue in different ways. We talk about what's behind this phenomenon and how an effort to train young officials in the classroom is one element of the WIAA's plan to meet this challenge. We talked to Ashley English, a physical education and health teacher and head volleyball coach at Waterford High School. She teaches a course on officiating, and she'll talk about how the course can help train future refs and provide other students with a new perspective. The original intent of it was how can we get kids certified and get them out there and to become officials and to help tackle this problem. But kind of the unintended result that I've seen of it was, you know, a lot of these kids are in high school, they're playing sports right now. They don't have a ton of time to officiate, which is unfortunate. However, just getting them out in even a setting with their peers, officiating for each other, they realize how difficult it is in that split second moment to make the right decision. Ashley will also be sharing what she's learned at the State Education Convention in January. Look for her booth in the exhibit hall's school fair. Given that the behavior of parents, fans, and other spectators is often cited as the number one challenge for refs, we'll also talk about what you can do to make life easier for them. And we're joined today by Kate Peterson Apiad, Assistant Director of the WIAA, and Ashley English, a high school teacher at Waterford High School. Welcome both of you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And we're here today to talk about the challenges that we're seeing in recruiting and retaining officials for sporting events. And I'm wondering if, if Kate, you could set up the issue for us. I think most of our listeners probably are aware there's an issue, but might not know much more than that. So what's the background on this issue? Yeah, well, we have been seeing and experiencing across the nation, I guess I would just say a dwindling number of officials who've been registering to officiate our high school athletics. It's not just a Wisconsin problem, it's a nationwide problem. And so there's been a lot of heads that have come together to try to, you know, sort of attack this issue in different ways because we know how important high school athletics are to our high school students and to who they become as adults many reasons for the lack of officials. There was a nationwide survey done by NASO, the National Association of Sports Officials, which identified a number of reasons why officials are deciding not to continue as officials. Number one reason they give is adult behavior. Another reason that they give is just 
lack of communication, lack of, you know, trying to understand more about the officiating process when they are a new official, how to get trained, where to find information that they need, just a lack of communication. One thing I found interesting from that survey was that the median age of officials seems to be rising well into the 50s. And so the officials you have left are getting older, and that's probably due to the challenges you've described. But it sounds like recruiting younger folks is becoming a challenge. Yeah, that is the third, you know, most important reason why officials are leaving is retirement mm-hmm. and deciding that they've, you know, run their course and they're ready to move on. So you're right, the age of officials is increasing and many into their 50s and we have officials licensed with us into their 60s, 70s, 80s and even a few 90s officials. So it is aging out and we need to focus on bringing in younger people so that as we lose our officials to retirement, we need to be able to replenish that with people who will have some longevity, not just someone who's going to come and officiate for, you know, a couple of years or maybe, you know, an official who signs up at the age of, age of 65, which I'm not trying to deter that. Love to have you. But we do need to focus on some officials at younger ages so that we can have them for many years. Sure. So, Kate, what are the real world ramifications on this of the students of the shortage? I've heard of actually events and games having to be canceled or not held because of the shortage. How does this impact students and athletes? Well, that's definitely a problem. Over this past two years, you've seen Friday night football become Thursday night football and Saturday football and Friday night football because we are taxing our most experienced officials by asking them to work games on different nights. And uh, many of them have tripled the number of games that they're actually officiating, which, again, is going to you know, we're going to, that's going to pay a price as well later on because, you know, we're going to see injuries and, and things like that. So it is impacting the kids because they are, we're adjusting schedules, we are canceling games. And so, you know, that causes a lot of issues for the young people who ha- are learning a lot of things through sports like consistency and being on time and being, you know, they're learning all of these things through sports. And then we're kind of taking something that used to be really structured and making it a little more chaotic because of the changes and game days and game times and, and also changing, you know, the level of experience that they're going to see from an officiating standpoint. And that again, You know, you see some adult behavior that weighs in. And what I would like to say about that is uh, we need a place to train officials. We need officials to gain experience. It's the only way they can get better. And so when we see 16 and 17 and 18-year-old young adults on courts for the first time trying to officiate in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade basketball, we need to understand that they need a classroom to train in as well. Mm-hmm. Just like the kids who are learning how to play, the officials are learning how to officiate. And we need to give them the opportunity to do that because one really disappointing fact is that for every 10 officials who sign up in a given year who return between year two and three, we lose 80% of our officials between year two and three. Sure. And we've got to do a better job. We have to recognize that. We have to communicate with them better during that time. We have to treat them better as they're learning how to be an official so that we can get some longevity. They're going to get better, but they're only going to get better based on the number of opportunities they have to practice what they're learning. So, Ashley, that need for classroom training does segue well into what you do. But first, we just heard from Kate that adult behavior is perhaps the biggest challenge 
for officials. And I'm wondering from the court, what do you see in terms of adult behavior? What types of behavior is a problem? What do you see in Waterford or what do you hear from elsewhere in the state? So just a little bit about my background. I am a varsity volleyball coach here at Waterford High School. I've also done some softball coaching, some club level volleyball coaching, and just kind of been around in the sports world for a number of years. And I think the first thing is, you know, all of the fans, the parents think that they see everything perfectly from the sideline, from way up in the top row of the bleachers. You know, they want their kid to be successful. They maybe don't understand the rules entirely, don't understand why something was called, don't understand that certain rules apply in a club situation or a travel ball situation, might be different in a high school situation or based on level, it's different. So I think just that passion that they have for their kids and for winning comes out and looks like I'm putting down the officials. Mm. And you do, you see it across all different sports and, you know, those officials are out there doing their best and they rarely hear praise for the things they do well. Unfortunately, every call they make, one team is happy with it and one team's not happy with it. So you unfortunately really just hear those negatives. Right. And we just also heard that there's a big need for classroom training, which of course is an area in which you're an expert. So tell us a bit about your course and how it works and who it's intended for. So I actually attended the Wisconsin Biotin Health Convention a number of years ago, maybe seven years ago, and listened to, it was actually Pam Klein from Deerfield, talk about how she had just recently started an officiating class. And I thought, wow, this is great. I've seen it across all different sports, um, the ramifications of having limited sports officials. And I thought, that's a cool thing. And I bet there's a lot of kids that would be interested in it. And we could probably get them interested and involved early so that maybe we can tackle this problem head on. So brought it back to our academic standards committee shortly after that within a year and a half or so we had the class up and running so I want to say we're in our fifth year now here at Waterford High School running the class and a couple of benefits that I've seen from it you know the original intent of it was how can we get kids certified and get them out there and to become officials and to help tackle this problem but kind of the unintended result that I've seen of it was you know a lot of these kids are in high school they're playing sports right now they don't have a ton of time to officiate which is unfortunate however we are able to have some really good conversations about why there's a shortage, about how we can help tackle that shortage. Just getting them out in even a setting with their peers, officiating for each other, they realize how difficult it is in that split second moment to make the right decision. And through a lot of our conversations and our experiences, I think they very quickly learn to have a little bit more respect for those officials. And they learn that, oh, I don't actually know this rule as well as I thought I did. Or, oh, I don't know this mechanic. Or, wow, it was hard to see that play really, really clearly. And I'm not sure exactly what the right call is. So I think that's been a big benefit to it as, you know, we have those conversations of, all right, even if you're not going to go on, you can at least start to build some respect for these officials. We try to bring officials in to our class to work with the kids. And I think just also seeing officials as human beings Mm. is important. Having those just off the court conversations with them, gaining some respect for them is really beneficial. So while I understand that some of the kids that take the class are gung-ho and really want to become an official, Others look at it as, well, I could take this elective or I could take another math class or (laughs) science class or something like that. And, you know, they see it has sports in the title and they're like, yep, I want to take this class. And, you know, maybe we can turn them into an official. Maybe we can at least, like I said, help them gain some respect for the craft and, and for those human beings that are out there allowing them to play the sports that they love. Yeah, as far as the class, I do teach them. We start with kind of a general officiating unit, just kind of getting to know the ins and outs of how to get certified. We go through some sports together. They get some hands-on experience. They have an opportunity to choose 
another sport that they want to get certified in. So I generally teach them to officiate volleyball. That's kind of my area of expertise, as I've mentioned. And then I guide them through an independent study where they can learn up on other sports. And then we provide them with hands-on and classroom experiences to enhance their learning. Great, great. And if folks want to learn more about that, they can find you at the State Education Convention. You'll be in the school fair. What can folks learn by stopping by? I have a whole bunch of different ideas as far as curriculum, some activities that I've done in the past. I know that it's it can be kind of a big, overwhelming feat to start a new class. And it's like, where do I start? What do I do first? So kind of just being able to walk through the steps of how do I get this up and running at my school? What are some activities? I have kind of my curriculum laid out for people to look at, to have conversations about, and really just to kind of be a resource for anybody that's looking to take on this adventure. We can definitely learn and work together. Good, good. And so that's in the school fair which is in the back of the exhibit hall near the bookstore and WASB Commons. So hope folks can come back there during the exhibit hall hours and talk to you and uh, hopefully learn. And Kate, I know that WIA is doing a lot to try to help recruit and retain officials. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Absolutely. I want to I also want to give just a little bit more credit to Ashley here as we talk about the high school courses because that is one of our, we put five, I guess I would say, initiatives into action uh, over the last year. And one of those is the high school officiating courses. And let me just explain how important that's been to us. As of the start of last year, we had 28 schools teaching classes, 530 member schools, and we had 28 that were teaching classes for high school students. I did a survey at the end of last year and found out that there were 128 additional schools who are interested in running a course. But that becomes really difficult when you think of all the things you have to do to put together, you know, classroom curriculum and that type of stuff. And that is where Ashley has been such a great resource. She has been so willing to share all of the time and effort she's put in to developing a curriculum and just hand that to people so that they can potentially not have to muddle through all of that in order to start a class. We have spoken together at two different conventions and the number of people who have attended those sessions, 40, 50 people have attended to talk about it potentially for their school. And so what she's doing is giving people an opportunity to potentially fast track officials courses into their high schools, which I think we will reap the benefit of in years to come. In addition to that, other initiatives that we're doing, we have an onboarding process now for officials where we had very little communication with them after licensing here at the WIAA. Now they receive 12 weeks of constant communication from my office, talking to them about the things that will be beneficial for them as they begin their officiating journey. So some of the information we had received from officials were just that they felt sort of that they were on an island. They came to us and signed up, and then they didn't really know where to go. And we were saying we needed them, but then weren't really helping them beyond that. And so we've put some time into creating this onboarding process. They hear from me every Monday morning uh, talking about some important information that uh, will help them in their journey, and they get that information for 12 weeks. And what it does is it starts a, a line of communication because many officials, after they receive their Monday morning information, they then send me a message about something else that they need help with and so on and so forth. So it's really helped us to 
be better communicators with the officials and let them know that we're here if we need them. We also are in the process of designing some recruitment and retainment committees by sport because we know that where we find gymnastics officials can be entirely different than where we find wrestling officials. So initiatives that work for recruitment of wrestling officials does not work for recruitment of gymnastics officials. And likewise, the challenges that those officials face are completely different as well. So we want to make sure that we are identifying those differences and creating committees that will help us find ways to better recruit officials by sport. So that's one of the things we're doing. We're working a lot on marketing, trying to get this out there. If you watch any of our state tournaments, you see that we're advertising constantly for officiating, uh, for people to sign up to officiate, to pe- for people to explore that opportunity or to talk to others about exploring that opportunity. So marketing is a big initiative for us. And then we've done something that we call a flash sale. For licensed officials, when you come to sign up to license as an official, you're going to pay a $35 fee for registration each year. And then you pay $15 per sport that you want to officiate. So if you want to officiate one sport, it's going to cost $50 initially. Anything additional would be $15 for any additional sports. With that registration, we do a background check. We pay we pay for rule books and we mail them to you so that you can get started. We provide you with an exam to take and, and some videos to watch in order to get started in officiating. And what we've done is we've tried to drive the officials' registration into the summer months because athletic directors need to hire officials well in advance of their competitions. You know, we we hope that our athletic directors are not trying to find officials the week before their game. We want them to be able to hire officials through the summer when they're less busy, so to speak, and um, get that all taken care of. And so we try to drive registration into the summer months, but we find, and therefore after the summer is over, there is an additional $30 fee for licensing, what we call a processing fee, because we have to do separate mailing of books and so on and so forth. Plus, it's an incentive to, to register in the summer when we need them. We've done a couple of flash sales that allow them to register without paying that $30 extra processing fee. I mean, we have another one coming up January 1st through January 15th, trying to encourage our spring officials to register during that window. We have now three permanent windows uh, within our calendar year where they can register without paying that $30 processing fee. So we've heard about what the WIA is doing. What's your advice for what districts, school boards, and others can help do to promote recruitment and retention of officials? From my perspective, and this is Ashley, I think that starting to change the culture of how we treat officials, how we act on the court, and just showing some appreciation can be really helpful. Having your coaches promote sportsmanship, having your coaches encourage your athletes to shake the officials' hand, hmm. to thank them after the game. One thing that I have done, and again, I have to give credit 
two people who started the class before me. I had mentioned Pam Klein earlier. One of her ideas that I kind of stole from her is they started creating goodie bags. And I know this has kind of spread like wildfire around a lot of different schools, but these have gone over really well. So what I have my officiating class do is on the first day, one of the first days of class, we talk about how can we thank our officials, how can we show some appreciation, and they think about some things they might want to include in a goodie bag. So we throw in there generally a bottle of water, a granola bar, a bag of chips, maybe some other little snacks, and then, of course, a thank you card handwritten from some of our kids. So what we try to do then is at each of our home events that we host, we have a goodie bag for those officials. We recognize that a lot of those officials, if they aren't retired, are potentially working a nine-to-five job. They're flying in from their job, don't have time to grab food beforehand, or they're coming from another officiating obligation, whatever it might be, and they might just need something to drink, need a snack, whatever. And even if they don't, having that handwritten thank you note just has really helped out. As far as me and my class, we did that. We included a note on it that just said, please enjoy this bag, compliments of Waterford High School's officiating class. And then I just said, because I was starting out, I was new to the process. And I'm like, you know, it would really be great to just have some expert officials to be able to bounce some ideas off of to maybe come into our class. So I included on that note, if you have any words of wisdom or anything you would like these aspiring officials to know, feel free to reach out. And I included my email address. I had no idea what kind of a crazy response I would get from that, but it has been really overwhelmingly positive. I'll sometimes get multiple emails back a week from officials saying, thank you so much for the goodie bag. You know, sometimes it's a simple thank you. Many times it is them asking when they can come into my class to teach, to run a mini clinic, to speak, to mentor, but they are literally coming to me asking, when can I come in? How can I help? What can I do? And I've come up with a list of probably now 50 different officials from a variety of different sports that I have oftentimes called on to. I've had them edit some of my slideshows and just kind of proofread and and check for accuracy. I've had them come in and speak. I've had them come in and run mini clinics. So just the amount of kind of networking that you're able to do through a simple goodie bag has been really crazy positive and really just exciting to see how far you can take this by just reaching out and seeing who's willing to help out. That was something that I think can both change the culture and help help build a network. Yeah, I would say what Ashley's talking about is, is right on because number one thing that needs to happen is there needs to be an awareness of what we need, meaning that we have a need for officials. They don't, they don't just show up because we say to. They decide to officiate because they find it enjoyable or they want to give back to the sport or they participated in the sport in high school and loved it. And now this is what they have moved on to in order to stay connected to the sport. These people, every time I look up an official in my database, I'm amazed at what they do for their other job. You know, we've got doctors and attorneys and you know, podiatrists, and we've got uh, accountants, and we've got teachers, and we've got everybody from every walk of life. And it's it's really good for our athletes and for our administrators and for our fans, including parents, to know that these are people that are agreeing to provide a service to our youth, and it's so valuable. And so just creating the awareness that it's not always a fun job, but they they plug away and that we can help it become a bit more enjoyable because nobody wants to go to work and get yelled at for two hours. We want to make it a little more enjoyable. We want to make sure that they know they're appreciated when they come. And what Ashley's talking about is a small gesture that goes a long way to officials. We have 
the National Federation is now asking high school associations like ours in Wisconsin to advertise for Officials Appreciation Week. So we just went through the fall Officials Appreciation Week a couple weeks ago, and we asked our high schools who are doing anything like what Ashley just described to take a picture of something they're doing to appreciate officials and post it on social media. So we had, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything like that lighting up with things that schools are doing to appreciate our officials. And I think that's a big step. I think that the more schools we can get on board with that, and like Ashley said, our students are able to see officials in a different light. They're able to see them as something different than just somebody who made a call that you didn't like. Um, and that's that's really important for everyone, our administration, our parents, our fans, our, our student athletes, to be able to view officials in a different way. And so in that manner, creating any type of programming that would allow that to happen, showing appreciation of officials, and bringing officials in front of students and parents so that you can see them as real people and not just as someone in stripes um, will help us go a long way in providing a better environment for the officials and potentially help us to retain them better. What else have I not asked about this issue that you think ought to be said? One thing I don't know that we've mentioned yet is that for a high school age student, it's actually free to get certified as an official through the WIAA. Your athletic director just needs to be the one to register them. I think it's a great opportunity for them to just get started. I think that some schools might be at a point where they're ready and able to begin creating the course. Um, some people may have an interest in maybe getting there in the future, but aren't quite ready yet. I think um, I've seen other schools who've kind of created it as a club and done some officials appreciation, goodie bag type things from more of a club perspective, you know, after school or if there's a time during the middle of the day where clubs can kind of get together and, and do some things, that could be an option as far as getting started. And it's just really been cool to see, you know, the different kids start to get involved. I actually had a, this was a couple of years ago, um, a student in my class studying to become a track official. And our athletic director got a call halfway through the day saying that an official had just, I don't know, got sick or was unable to make it at the last minute mm -hmm. to the JV conference meet that night. And this particular kid in my class happened to be a varsity athlete, um, wasn't going to be involved in the meet that night. So he actually jumped on the bus with our JV team and officiated. Uh, we weren't totally to the point where he had known all of the ins and outs yet, but sure. um, he was kind of thrown into a, a hands-on experience, made some money. Opportunities are so widespread. <laughs> you know, some kids are really eager to take advantage of any opportunity they get, and um, by having that opportunity available to them, they were able to jump in and, um, again, prevent some of those events from being canceled. Yeah, it's just important to note that, like I said, this is a national shortage, and one person isn't going to solve this. But what we can do collectively, if we all lean in and try to make a difference in the recruitment of officials and the retainment of officials, will help. And administrators and parents and coaches and athletes and general public who might just have an interest, a niece or a nephew who's playing and just have some interest in sports or was it were a previous athlete, 
and think they might want to give back to the game or contribute to high school officiating, this is a really good chance um, to try something new. And hopefully we can bring you in and, and keep you in for a long time. That's our goal. But I think what we need to understand is that this is a collective effort from everybody who you know, has has stock in high school athletics. Uh, in order for us to provide our kids with the opportunities that we want them to have, we need to license more officials and prepare more people to take on that part of the high school athletic experience. Thank you. That's really well said, Kate. And thank you both for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening. To learn more about where to find Ashley at the convention, look for the school fair on our exhibit hall map, included with the notes on this episode.